Welcome to the Philia Podcasts. We are the daughters of those women who came before us. It is our absolute honour to have met so many incredible women fighting for the liberation of us all. Our role at Philia is to amplify the voices of those women via the Philia Conference and these podcasts. Please take from them what you can. In sisterhood and in solidarity, the Philia team. Um. Hi Marie. So yeah, we're doing this podcast for Philia, the feminist conference. Do you do you find um the word feminist like you've become quite a public feminist in the public sphere? Um, yes. Has your experiences of the infamous F word been um problematic? Have you had a lot of backlash from being a public feminist? Actually, I didn't even need to say that I'm a feminist to have a backlash. I had a backlash because I'm a woman. Yeah. Uh, because <clears throat> most people stood by my side because all I did is um, defend myself and stand up for myself after I was uh, assaulted in the streets. And just the fact that I uh, spoke and spoke in public, especially um, made some men, because it was mostly men, extremely um, hateful. Uh, towards me and I didn't like I said I didn't even have to say I was a feminist and actually what I believe is that we don't really get um, we don't really get hate for being feminist we get hate for being women I think uh, I think those the two are, are related um, yeah. but on another more personal uh, side uh, it was a little bit difficult to be known as the feminist um, for everyone uh, like especially the family because we all have we all have like an uncle or you know those older people who don't really know what it means or even the friends of uh, my parents and um, it made me have discussions that I didn't really want to have with those people that think that we are extremists and uh, I had I had to deal with a lot of jokes for Christmas <laughs> I mean it, I know it's, it's another side but like um what I mean is, uh, I don't always want to debate with everyone because some people are just gonna be like uh, stuck in their ideas. And yeah, it's it, it's been a it's been a weird year coming out as a feminist. But yeah, yeah in terms of uh, more public, uh, I think that just the fact that I'm a woman was enough to be hated by some people. And and uh, the rest, when I say feminist, uh, I mean I think they understand. Like I'm, I think I'm quite lucky because I have the support of most people. Because I was assaulted, there is a video, so they can't say I'm making it up, even though some do actually. So it's easier to have the support. And I don't think all all our sisters have the same chance because we are always going to say that they're lying or exaggerating. So yeah, yeah I mean they. They, they, people like, um, I had their approval, so to say. But mm-hmm. we shouldn't need that, I think. So, yeah, I don't know if the, the answer was making sense. <laughs> uh, um, do you, do you think sort of the, um, I guess the backlash of this stuff is, is sort of related to the fact that men and accountability just don't seem to mix very well? Oh, wait, can you can you say say again? Sorry. Um, men don't like to take accountability for what they've done when they've done something wrong. They don't like to be told yeah, you course. did something wrong. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and so we're vilified for even noticing it. <laughs> like, um, you mean in general? Um, yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, when, whenever um, a woman would say anything, um, if if a man does something wrong, um, or a woman even saying no, that the hatred is sort of about trying to get men to take accountability, like, for doing something wrong rather than, oh, um, she noticed that I just hit her, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Um, wait, uh, I think, I don't think uh, I understand the sense of the... Oh, but, that, that's okay. It's okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, uh, well, you mean that, that men don't really acknowledge the accountability of what they do? 
Uh, yeah, so... Um, In general, right? Women are called hateful. Yeah. Uh, they're Just asking men to acknowledge what they do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think there is um, uh, an amazing uh, reversal of guilt. That you yeah. You can say it like that. And I think it's it's uh, one of the basis of patriarchy, uh, mm-hmm. how they reverse everything. So just standing up for ourselves makes us hateful, like putting limits makes us hateful. Yeah. Um, things like that. Just just even even uh, when, uh, for example, I think it's pretty interesting to compare misogyny, misogyny and m- misandry. Yeah. Uh, for example, we are called misandries just for ignoring men. And ignoring them for them is uh, as bad and violent as raping and murdering us. Uh, so yeah, I think there is, um, yeah, I think uh, we've been uh, like we've been we've been taught a fake vision of the world and a fake vision of who is uh, the victims, and um, we're so used to being in uh, an equal world that some people. Uh, see equality, and when I say equality, I mean uh, women not being oppressed anymore. They see it as uh, domination from women. So yeah, yeah, there is a big work of uh, changing mentalities in education to do, which is quite uh, exhausting sometimes. It, it is quite strange, isn't it, that um, it sort of goes men, rapers, beaters, exploiters, killers. Women, stop that, please. Oh, you hate us. Like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just like for example, when uh, I don't know if you saw that, like when they ask women what's their biggest fear uh, in a date, and what's uh, and they ask the same question to men, and men will say uh, being rejected, something, and women will say, well, being raped and killed. So that mm-hmm. says pretty much it. Pretty much all. With with the accountability stuff. Um, what I noticed when reading about what happened to you, um, that a sentence that was um, in almost every article I read was um, that your your attacker wasn't publicly named, um, and I found I found that interesting because obviously you know you were named and you've had like you know you've yeah. been able to use what what's happened to create good and things but his name was protected um even though he was the one that did something wrong um do you think that shields him from accountability at all uh actually i think i believe that this is the law i assume okay. i think because uh when i saw people were not naming him i assume because uh there were many journalist in the in the audience room uh, mm. when when there was the trial so they all knew his name but they also knew his face but it's not allowed to take pictures and they didn't reveal his name so I assumed that you're not allowed to so I made sure I didn't do it as well because I didn't want to be uh, sued for that but actually I also at some point I also had not had but I also I also uh, like when I, I also uh, I'll say that, um, like I, I said that we shouldn't target him and her. Like, uh, wait, let me think just how to find the right word. Yeah, in a way, I think it was good that they didn't reveal his name because it was like the story gets so big in France that I felt some sort of uh, guilt if he ended up being targeted uh, in his personal life, which is a little bit, I mean, I analyzed it and it was a bit weird because I was feeling guilt because, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's something we've been taught. And I realized I was feeling guilt um, because uh, he was dragged in this mediatic affair. But then I was like, no, no, he he deserved it. I mean, he, that, yeah. that's the two that's that's but it's crazy how sometimes our mind is like uh, reversed. And but also I feel like I it was better like that because and like that was something else I was gonna say. I feel like I had 
to keep it that way also because he was he was um, not completely French. He was uh, I think part Tunisian. And the problem in France is that we've had like we had we have um, a raise in racism, especially against immigrants, refugees, and Arabic people, Muslim people. And every time there is a story going into the media, and it's about a man being violent to a woman, and it's and if it's um, I would say like a non non white guy. Yeah, you have the outright using the our stories actually. That's that's what's yeah. really annoying. That, I mean, they use mine and they use my story to like for their own agenda. Uh, on we all know that they don't give a shit. I'm allowed to say shit. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know that they don't give a shit about women. They're just using this opportunity for their own hate, and it's a little bit annoying because me um. I know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like, depending on the color of the men. No, no, we know that it's all men that can be, yeah, uh, violent. I mean, th- th- it's, we, it's, we it's, have, um, a similar issue with, um, some races here that do the yeah. same with child abuse. If it's, um, uh, an Asian man or a man of color that does it, they're monsters. But if it's yeah. a white man, what was she wearing to bring it on? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, we... of course. So it's quite annoying because I, I agree that, I mean, actually my mother is, is from Lebanon, so I kind of know the culture, um, in Middle East and I know it's shit for women, but honestly, it's also really shitty for, uh, for, for women in France as well. And, um, and it's annoying that I have to, kind of defend him because mm. some racists are using my stories, you know? So mm. it was like, it was good that he, his name was protected because otherwise it would have, it would have led to something bigger and that, uh, I would somehow not be responsible, but that would have started with my story and yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm against racism. So, mm. and yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Although, you know, he would have been the one to start it, of course. Yes, and okay. ironically, maybe yeah, he no, would no, have no. been anxious walking down the street like uh, you have to be all the time. But yes. I, I, I totally understand um, what you're saying. You're a better person than he is, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just wondering, because we're starting to discuss uh, the details, but do you think I, I should... Um, just like explain real quick what happened in case some people like to place oh, the sure. yeah good idea because we so <laughs> like just just tell the stories from the beginning yeah okay so last year in july 2018 i was walking down the street coming back from work uh when i um ran into a guy just like walking in the street and he um uh harassed me like noise, comments, uh, disgusting stuff. Uh, so I told him to shut up. Actually, I didn't tell him. I told myself, but he heard, mm. which was really my first, uh, my uh, my initial. Uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> which wasn't really what I intended. Uh, and then he got mad, and um, I got mad. We probably insulted each other. He threw an ashtray at me because the scene happened next to a cafe. Luckily, the ashtray uh, didn't touch my face, but it was uh, close. Uh, so after that, I insulted him because I was absolutely pissed off that he had the guts to uh, talk back to me. Mm. I feel like I was completely um, in my right to tell him to shut up, and I was completely in my right to be... Uh, to be to be uh, angry, yeah. and uh, so I insulted him, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna regret it. And so he mm. walked back to me and punched me in the face. But the thing is that the whole scene was videotaped by the camera, by the mm. CCTV camera of the cafe, and I got the video. Uh, so I pressed charges, and uh, after pressing charges, I posted the video on my social media. Mm-hmm. Explaining what happened, explaining how the situation of like the, the insecurity that we as women have to live in, how it was absolutely intolerable, unacceptable. 
and the video became viral and it drew media attention and I ended up being contacted by media from all over the world and gave interviews like all a lot <laughs> a lot of interviews uh, because I because I felt like I had a responsibility to um, use my voice to talk about violence against women and girls mm -hmm. because they were giving me this opportunity and because I know that um, not many of us have a voice and actually I, I don't think that we we hear feminists enough in um, the mainstream media. Yeah. And also not always <laughs> good kind of feminism. <laughs> yeah. So I... I felt like I had a responsibility and I used this opportunity to like talk as much as I could uh, about the issue and expand it um, um, beyond my case because yeah. of course it was not my assault that was not like just my situation that was um, terrible but the fact that it happens to girls and women pretty much all the time all over the world that's it's completely a global issue um, so yeah uh, it was quite intense because uh, it's been more than a year and I'm still contacted by media. Mm. Uh, so it's very exhausting, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of energy. Um, but also thanks to the mediatization, mediatization um, the police actually um, <laughs> really uh, worked to find him and they found the, 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 the guy who punched me. Uh, there was a trial. He was sentenced to six months uh, in jail. And so I got justice, which is actually a pretty rare thing, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, but maybe we'll talk about this later, there was also the the cyber harassment, like cyber bullying that I received online, which was uh, quite uh, violent. I don't know if I should continue speaking or... <laughs> um. Well, um, for me, but even just um, like recounting your story there, again, it's sort of the, the same theme of, you know, he, he was doing something wrong mm -hmm. and he didn't want accountability for it. Mm -hmm. And yet your response was to immediately feel, you said the word responsibility there, you felt responsibility to other women and girls. And it's it's so strange that even when men do something wrong, they don't want accountability at all. In fact, react violently when we even dare to give it to them. But when we haven't done anything wrong, we still accept responsibility in some yeah. way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, in, in the UK, there's um, a debate going on at the moment that I'd like to get your opinion on. Mm -hmm. At the moment, um, rape conviction rates are extremely low. In fact, they're at a historical low in the UK at the moment. They're at 1.3% um, chance of getting a conviction if you're raped. And okay. there are some, some men are calling for the men who are accused to be anonymous um, and not named, you know, like your attacker wasn't named. Yeah. What do you think that that would be a good idea or not? To make their names anonymous. Yeah. I, I guess there's probably reasons why it's anonymous, probably to avoid the popular, uh, like pop, doing a popular trial to people. But mm -hmm. you know, this would be my uh, uh, good citizen. Uh, Opinion, but then my feminist opinion that realized that honestly, there's no justice for girls and for women and that uh, we probably need to do a little bit more. I would say that I don't have empathy for rapists and if it ruins their life, so be it. I think they deserved it. And I think that if men actually have risk, like mm -hmm. that they're really risking their lives when they ruin other women's lives maybe they will think twice because yeah i think um there was like um there was like a, a survey done as uh to see asking men for example that if uh, nobody nobody would find out uh, that they were, they would rape the women would they do it and like most 
there was a high number of men answering yes, like if they didn't risk anything. So I yeah. think that we have to punish them hard so that they don't take a chance doing it. Yeah. Uh, but then there's probably like other questions raised about the anonymity that I don't know about because I'm not, um, I'm not like a justice uh, expert. <laughs> but well, at the yeah. moment, um, they gave they gave the um, man's name out in the press um, because they think other victims may come yes. forward. Um, yes, you should protect them. It's just like uh, you know, putting them in jail for like nine months after raping a kid, a girl. And then just letting them out, thinking that they deserve a second chance. I think that their names should be everywhere so that mm. girls and women can avoid them. So yeah, yeah. of course that, that that's like a safety. I mean, that would be better for safety. Well, they they say that accusations can ruin a man's life, but you know, President of America seems to be doing all right, doesn't he? So when you were um, when the the attack was happening to you, um, the video showed other people in the cafe, including mm. some of um, the men that were sat there mm-hmm. who they looked pretty shocked and sort of mm-hmm. went over to him do you oh. do you think that that men in general when they see things like that happening or when they know their friends are doing stuff do you think they do enough i think that the example of my uh, assault is uh, a bit different than usual so first for my assault what happened is that everything went really fast, so nobody really had time to realize what was happening. Mm. And uh, after the, the attack, I went back to the cafe and everybody was really supportive, especially with their words. Like nobody made me feel guilty. Everybody said that I reacted really well, even though I literally screamed. <laughs> I insulted him, which is really not uh, ladylike. <laughs> Actually, it is. It should be. <laughs> Uh, so they had like really really good words uh, both men and women Um, everybody said that yeah uh, what he did was unacceptable that I reacted really well Uh, so they were a great support to me Uh, especially like hearing this right after the aggression where your brain is a little bit upside down it's uh, it's really important but more in general uh, yeah they definitely don't do enough for sure Um, so many times in the subway in Paris it's a great example of people not moving. There's many, many stories of uh, guys uh, harassing, uh, like um, making women feel unsafe, like talking to them, threatening them, uh, actually masturbating in front of them. And people mm. don't move most of the time, I think. There's probably some who do, but it's not really important. <laughs> I mean, it's important, but uh, the, 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 the problem is that uh, many people don't. So yeah, I think there is uh, this kind of issue here in Paris. Mm. Apparently, it's not like that everywhere. But yeah, um, and in general, I think that men need to understand that when they hear um, their friends have sexist behavior, it can be a joke. They sh- it's their responsibility to actually to stand stand up and say that that is not okay. And I don't think men do that enough. I think that they're mm. when they're just between themselves, they actually get worse <laughs> the yeah. Effect. um yeah but for my my um for my uh, aggression that it was a bit different and actually after i posted the video I, I received many 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 comments usually from men that were angry that uh, the guys at the cafe didn't um punch punch the guy and they said yeah if i were there i would have protected you or you should get a husband, uh, a boyfriend to protect you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't answer violence with violence. Um, actually, yeah, violence is the answer to everything, isn't it? It's, it's, it's good that nobody punched him because that way we were able to put him in jail. Otherwise, he would have made everything more complicated. And also yeah. what I would answer is that I don't need a man to protect me. I need men to stop attacking me. Um, well, yeah, if... Um if men stopped attacking us, we we yeah. wouldn't need protecting like that. They are what we need protecting from. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, to, to just to come back to what you said earlier about the accountability of the aggressor, you were saying that me, I took the responsibility, he didn't. Um, actually, there's a pretty good example about uh, of that. It's like during the trial, her lawyer yeah. 
Um, so the funny thing that in, was that in the trial, there were only women, like the judge was a woman, my lawyer was a woman, and his lawyer was a woman. Um, mm. So it was a little bit satisfying. <laughs> and so his lawyer, that actually I didn't really like what she said, because of course she was defending him and she, yeah, wasn't, it wasn't very, like, uh, nice to women, what she said. Well, she, how can... How can she defend his action? Like, what what did well, she say that she thought justified it? So, uh, it's, it's quite funny because me, when I went to press charges, I gave uh, a version of what happened that was really specific and uh, relied on the people who were in the scene, etc. I was really, like, uh, yeah, specific to make sure that I didn't say anything that didn't happen. Mm. Um, but him... He had a version when they arrested him that was pretty much close to what I said. And then he changed his version with the help of his lawyer. And and from, uh, yeah, I made a comment uh, of her outfit and made noise to, oh, no, I was just listening to music and singing. So that's what his lawyer said. And I was like, how... Like, how can you accept that he went to the police and said something? I mean, when he was arrested, he was at the police and there is like an official paper that said that he said something else. So I think like it's, it's in my opinion, the we have to try lightly with the voices of uh, aggressors because, of course, uh, no, no man is going to say, yes, I raped her. They're all going to say they didn't do it. So, yeah, yeah that was uh, what she said. And she said, um, well, the lawyer cannot. Uh, said that I was not a real victim, things like that. Well, just it was a. Uh, it felt really. It felt really. Like I felt really frustrated and uh, sad because I. I thought that it was already hard to hear that. Like she was, she was questioning everything I said, and I, I thought it was really hard to 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 witness it. And especially, I was thinking, especially, imag- ah, sorry, <laughs> I was imagining if how bad it would be for, like, for example, a rape victim to have to go through the justice system and hear the lawyer of uh, their rapist say that she invented everything. Yeah. Uh, it's their job, but it's just so awful and they need to take, I mean, there's the whole trauma thing. Yeah. So to come back to the accountability, she said something that I thought was really interesting. She said that the, the close of, she said that the, the, it was in French, so I <laughs> said, like, the, 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 wait, translate it. Was she just essentially victim blaming because of your outfit? Yeah, she, she used, she used a very good, like, uh, an expression, like, she said that the, 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 the clothes of, okay, she said that the, wait, how do you, uh, when I say costume, does it mean the same thing in, in English? You know, like the, what men wear, the classic clothes? How do you say that? What, like, just the outfit, just the clothes of the men? Okay. Yeah, she said that the, the, the clothes of a symbol of uh, violence made to women was uh, too big for him. And, yeah, basically she said that um, there was so, so much media attention and that he being the symbol of uh, this violence was too much for him, too big for him. So, me, what I said is that if he didn't want to wear this, uh, those clothes, those the, being this symbol, he just had to not harass and punch women. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that what she tried to say was uh, victimize him and be like, just like what you say that uh, those accusations can ruin a man's lives. And what uh, the, the society in general tries to do is always take this, the, the side of the, the man and mm-hmm. and manage uh, and wants people to feel empathy to the men, uh, being like, oh my god, they will lose their jobs but never feel empathy to the women. And it's actually super revealing um, when mm. a society first worries about men. For yeah. example, I was invited to a, a TV show, which is um, quite lame. I mean, <laughs> it's like super, it's like a, how to say, you know, like those TV shows that are not very serious, but they still speak about serious problems, but they want yeah. to make it, to make viral uh like they make sure people have uh, heated arg- uh, arguments and so then it, a lot of people watch it, but it's really not very serious. So we have like this kind of show. I was invited there. Uh, I didn't really want to go, but I felt like I said responsible to uh, have a voice. And 
yeah, so I went there and I had to debate with a woman that's uh, really bad. She's the kind of woman that says that, oh, she doesn't know any women who were raped, that uh, feminists are uh, bad winners. Like we already yeah. won. Yeah. Like she, she's uh, really, um, she, she has a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so I was invited to discuss Me Too, uh, the French Me Too, Balance Ton Port. Mm. And everybody on the, on the set, on the TV set, they, they were all discussing how uh, it was going too far, how it was ruining men's lives, how Twitter was not um, a, tri- um, yeah, a trial. And they also, they didn't really let me speak because everybody, uh, everybody's speaking on everybody. It's really not serious. It's, I think it's, it's pretty bad to discuss serious matters like that. But when I finally get to speak, that's what I said. I said that it's, it's, it's actually really revealing how everybody we're talking about something that happened, uh, and that led to millions of women talking about how they were uh, sexually assaulted, sexually harassed, um, how they, they all went through uh, violence coming from men and it's just super worrying super bad we know it but the world didn't really know it that way and the first thing that they want to talk about is how it's going to ruin men's lives and how it's going too far but the truth is actually no man has lost their job at least in France for that no man was convicted after being um, accused on Twitter and mm. actually the I think that the Con- the convicted men, like the, the convicted rapist, uh, went down the numbers, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that's just, uh, again, again, there is like a reverse, uh, situ- they reverse the situation. Yeah. But they always do that. So that's what I wanted to add about the accountability because, uh, it yeah, is the idea uh, is that future. our lives don't matter as much as them. It's that yeah, idea again, isn't it? That we're just, Objects and yeah, they are. Yeah, it is. We are merchandise. Yeah. Don't we just love them? So a lot, a lot of the time, um, a phrase that we hear from um, when there are situations like yours and there's discussions afterwards, mm-hmm. um, a phrase that's used a lot is, "Oh, I'm a good guy." There's lots of good guys. Yeah, uh, and uh... <laughs> and the, obviously the problem with that is that it's those men themselves giving themselves that badge that says good guy so mm-hmm. it, it's meaningless and that so what what do you think men should be doing to earn that badge like like rather than just saying oh I'm a good guy and doing absolutely nothing like and expecting a cookie because you didn't rape anyone that week um what do you think that men should actively be doing well, first of all, I think they should always call out on their friends who have sexist behaviors, starting from jokes. Uh, yeah. Sexist jokes, they should say that it's really not funny. Uh, when they comment on women's bodies together, like they should call out, call them out on that too, because it's really, uh, it's really humiliating. Uh, I used to be in a, in a engineering school and there's a lot of uh, guys, but we were maybe 17% of women. And I had to, like, we were sitting, I was sitting with my friends and those guys were commenting, like, the asses of my friends. It's just like, it's almost worse when they do it in front of us. It's normal and we have to accept it. I don't know, like, the... think about our safety as well, don't we? So it's, it's difficult to know how to react. It's difficult to know how to react in those situations because there's also the safety element as well. As as you found out yourself, if if you say anything, the yeah. reaction is violence because this they feel so entitled to us. Yes, absolutely. So that's why, sadly, they do listen to men more than us. Mm. So they have to use their voices. Of course, they shouldn't speak over us. Like, uh, for example, there's a, in France, there is a, a guy who wrote a book about mas- masculine, toxic masculinity, uh, domination for men. And he's invited by radios, TV, and he's talking about it. And what he says is good. But everybody feels like, everybody's like, oh, we just discovered it now with this book. Actually, like women have been talking about it for years, probably decades, probably uh, <laughs> centuries. 
And yeah. now that a man is saying it, they're listening to him. So, of course, it's good that he's using his voice, but it's also the responsibility to tell people that they uh, did their work based on women's work, mm -hmm. probably. Uh, and another thing that I should, I think men should do is stop watching porn. And if they don't understand why, they have to learn about it. They have to read about it. They have to, um, they have to do the, the work of understanding why it's bad. And it's not just because they're going to have problems with their penis, but it's because it's violent towards women. And it's just, um, I think that's one of the biggest issue of our time. And I'm young, so I don't really have a lot of um, better than that. But I think that it's a big issue. It's a big issue because it's uh, destroying women's and girls' lives, because it's using their traumas to make money. It's uh, raising the whole society into normalizing violence towards women. And it's also sexualizing us, like presenting us as sexual objects. And in my opinion, it's directly linked to the aggression uh, we uh, we have to go through because yeah. men, when those guys, when they see us, whether it's in the workplace, in the streets, everywhere, they only see sexual objects. Yeah. And I think that's because they're addicted to porn, a lot of them. And mm. I think like they have to take responsibility about that, that they should know that it's directly linked to human trafficking and it's just not okay to get pleasure by looking at someone being right or well yeah because I, I believe it's uh very right <laughs> and it is um and and if our abuse is their entertainment yeah then what what chance have we got if they're on a jury yes exactly exactly yeah there was a an article uh, i read something about that earlier like but that's pretty much like you, what you said. There is a, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what words to use in English, but that's just like what you said in a trial. The, it's already influenced by that. So we, we yeah. have, um, we've had, I think it's 56 women so far this year where um, men who have murdered women have used copying porn as an excuse. Wait, what do you say? 50, 56? Yeah, 56. Women? Um, so far, so um, the men have killed. Yeah, they've killed them, but then said that they were copying pornography. So it the the charge was reduced to manslaughter because they've called it a sexual accident. They were. Oh, you mean that they were killed during sex? Um. Yeah, but but they've they've done it so violently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the women, um, her eye was out of a socket, and. So they're, they're saying it's a good enough reason to get off murder, but then they also say that it doesn't have influence and doesn't need regulating. Yeah. So it's contradictory. Completely. Um, and it's also really interesting how these days we call empowering um, mm. everything that pleasure men. Like it's yeah. weird how it's only empowered, empowering to women to be strangled and beaten during sex and not men and it's also funny how it's empowering to to women to do porn and to prostitute mm. to do prostitution and not for men and so you know like all, all, all those things that uh, they make us believe it's empowering but it's really just for the male gaze and yeah yeah that there's again a huge uh like they um they they reverse everything they put everything upside down yeah yeah so yeah, I think that, yeah, they, so to, to, to sum it up, I think men have a huge work to do. They have to work on themselves. They have to, I mean, it's not hard to analyze the problems, you know, like it's not hard to, to see that uh, there's a problem with porn. There's a problem with the, the sexist jokes. There's a problem with making se sexist comments to your colleague. There is a problem with, um, like, um, <laughs> I don't know, so much, so many things. Yeah. <laughs> Just be good humans, man. Stop being shit. That's what we're saying. Yeah, just just see women as special <laughs> beings. That's not so hard. And yeah. there's so much so much things to read just online to 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 understand. So yeah, they can just do that. <laughs> if if you could have a call to action for what women and girls should do, if you could 
um, address every woman and girl um, around the world and tell them to do something, what would you tell them to do? First, talk to each other as women, because patriarchy also relies on division between women. So I feel like when we talk to each other, when we uh, spend time together, just between us, it's empowering, like really empowering. Mm-hmm. We realize that we what we go through is not an individual problem, but collective problem, global problem. So I feel like it makes us stronger. We feel less alone. And well, there's so many things to say to girls and women, but never, never think that we cannot do something less than a boy or than a man. That's absolutely not true. Actually, um, we might even be, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to get the backlash for saying that, but I think that because we have to deal with so much uh, shit, from mm-hmm. the moment we are born, I think we might be stronger than men because, yeah, we just uh, just have to to deal with the violence. We have to find ways to to survive, and yeah. and we also have to do like twice the work uh, a man has to do for the same job and things like that. So in the end, I think we are stronger. And the same like when a woman has to raise her children and go to work at the same time. How much organization skills does that take? So yeah, I think that uh, it's important that we realize how uh, strong we are and that we, but also that we, we shouldn't have to be a super, super woman to, to survive, you know, like, uh, and also what's some, what's uh, very important, I think, is um, just repeat and repeat and repeat to all the girls and women that when we, when we face violence, when um, a man hurts us, it's never, never, never our fault. Like, never. The victim is never guilty. And um, that what they do is not okay. And even if the, you know, if the society says it's okay, I'm, now I'm, I'm thinking about women from all over the world, uh, the ones who don't have the laws to protect them, you know. And even if their society or our society say that uh, what a man did to you is okay, and hurt you that it's um yeah but if someone hurts you it's not okay they shouldn't be doing it and it's not your fault and that we are stronger than we think and that we should talk to each other and that we have to build a a different a resistance together between women that is really important and that we are allowed to say no i don't know there's so many things to say And also that uh, when we are assaulted, when we are harassed, whatever we re- whatever we do in reaction to that situation is okay. It's uh, it's okay to flee. It's okay to ignore. It's okay to just um, like if you're in shock and don't do anything. It's okay. It's normal. If you get super angry, it's normal. It's okay. You know, like uh, we don't let anyone tell you how to react to a situation because they have no idea. Because you're the one in the situation and and yeah, what we do is, uh, what the decision we take is the best decision because we are the best judge to decide what to do. Yeah. And, uh, and also, yeah, just like, I think that every woman and every girl should remove all the guilt that we have in ourselves because we definitely carry a lot. Even if it's like, I didn't press charges, uh, I wasn't strong enough, blah, blah, blah. There's so much guilt that we carry and it's time to let it go. It doesn't belong to us, does it? No, 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 no. Well, same, um, same with the violence that the that uh, like you know when you when someone is violent to you, then you have this violence inside of you, and it can it can lead to destructive behaviors towards others and towards ourselves. And usually, women get destructive destructive towards themselves. And even that, it doesn't belong to us. And it's okay to get help. And actually, it's important to get help. And it does get better. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for answering um, my questions today. I'm also really grateful that my dog behaved. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I think I think that's the, all the main questions I wanted to ask you, really. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, yeah, there's something I'd like to talk about. Um, okay. 
it's because I think it's it's a rather new subject. I mean, of course, us as feminists, we know it, but like the justice and everything is not really up to date. It's yeah. uh, what I was saying earlier about uh, the cyber harassment. Important for me to talk about it because when I uh, started receiving insults and death threats, rape threats, it felt uh, more violent than the assault itself. And harass, uh, cyber harassment can ha- take many forms, but the goal of it is to... Silence, yeah? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the goal of it is to silence us and destroy us. There's so much hate in the in hate in their words, and I also thought it was uh, quite representative of the of the problems in terms of uh, misogyny. Like a lot of people told me that some people told me that uh, the video was uh, staged, that it was a conspiracy or something done by the government to pass a law, something like that. And I thought it was quite interesting how even when there is a video. Some men will never believe us because yeah. for them we are deeply liars. Like we are, we are liars. We are manipulatives, and I think that's quite interesting. And on the other hand, it's also really interesting how everybody, how my video got viral because you can actually see the punch. You can actually yeah. see the man hit me, and I also thought it was quite interesting because women have been telling stories like that for years. Oh, and definitely more for decades. And it's not until they can actually see it with their own eyes that they mm-hmm. take it seriously. And again, it's really interesting. It shows how we're not trusted. We're always told that we're exaggerating. Yeah, I also received many messages that I thought was uh, really revealing, like uh, calling me a liar, calling me someone to uh, take advantage to get famous or money or things like that, which uh, honestly, why, why someone would... Why would anyone do that? I mean, it doesn't make sense. And again, it's, it's really interesting because it's always taking like, a fem, um, like female stereotypes. Yeah. Saying that we are doing uh, things to, for the attention. Like, for example, the word attention whore. It's really mm-hmm. annoying me because it's completely sexist. What else? Yeah, I was also insulted for my, uh, my looks, like telling me that I was too ugly to be um, hit on. Which is completely stupid because it was not, uh, it was not flirting. It was, uh, it was harassment. It was uh, domination. And also we know that whatever we look like doesn't mean anything because, like I said, it's about domination, dominating. So about the power. Yeah. And it's just like when, uh, isn't it like Bolsonaro who said uh, about a woman that she was too ugly to be raped? It's the same level of stupidity. Yeah. It's just, yeah they're not very, um, they don't develop very much they use the same things that they said to the suffragettes um they haven't really come up with anything new yeah exactly um just just to say that uh, we also press charges uh for that with my lawyer and there's an investigation ongoing and i really hope that some of uh, those men who threatened me, insulted me online, are going to be found and that there's going to be a trial and I really want to see them and look in, them in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you want to get defensive if the cat fits, so it makes you wonder if those men are getting so defensive about another man that they don't know about yeah. doing something like that. Why are they getting so defensive? That would be... Um, I think it tells a lot about their own behaviours and the, their way... like who they choose to defend tells a lot about what they think is okay to do. Yeah. And also one last thing, there is a, another way of cyber harassment that I think it's important to talk about as uh, femi- French feminists. We actually deal with it many, very often. It's when uh, your page is reported by some anti-feminist, like they report it uh, massively and then you end up uh, being blocked. This is what happened to me when I was... Uh, all over the media and they reported like some completely innocent posts uh, and it got deleted and I got blocked and it was really, it didn't make any sense. And it was really frustrating because the, the, the guys who threatened me, they were never blocked. They haven't been arrested yet. While me and other fellow feminists, uh, we're being blocked often. And like you said, it's a way to silence us and it's actually working. Uh, so yeah, it's like, 
very long it's bow, time. very frustrating. Isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, that's uh, all I had to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, it's men protecting each other. Um, yeah, it's uh, men justice. Yeah, we we need um, we need the same solidarity in women that men seem to have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we're not even trying to be like them because we definitely don't want to be violent like them. We don't want to be able to rape and not being uh, convicted. We just want to get on with our lives, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we say, w- would you mind stop abusing us? You're so hateful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but so unreasonable. Mm. It's already too much for them. Yeah. If they could, they would probably remove our mouth so that we don't, we can't speak. Well, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, The Handmaid's Tale has just finished yeah. showing, but um, it's it's not that far, is it? Really? It could it could get that bad very fast. Yeah. So we always ha- we always have to be careful. I think that's also an important message that we always always have to to be careful. To we can never underestimate the power of men and how they can take back our rights. So yeah. we have to always be cautious and stick to each other and yeah, never stop fighting. Sadly. Definitely. Well, I'll stand next to you in the fight any time, and I'm sure all the women that are going to come to hear you at Philia will feel just the same. Fight together, side by side. Uh, I'm really excited about meeting many feminists. I think it's going to be like a safe space uh, away from from violence. Uh, so it's going to be really good for the mind, for the heart, and uh, it's definitely going to make us stronger. And I'm yeah. really, really happy to like talk not with the media for once, but like with uh, women uh, that uh, know what I'm going to be talking about. And yeah, so justify every sentence because we already get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, we'll see you then. Thanks so much. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, <laughs> see you then. Take care. Thank you.